0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, it's your favorite duo, uh, Fernando Ramirez, your host here on the Chargers Podcast with my man, Lorenzo Neal, number 41 Chargers fullback. Lorenzo, how is today treating you, my man?
1: Oh, I love it. I love when you say number 41 in your program and number one in your heart. That's where I want to be to you, <laughs> Fernando. That's it. That's the line that I want you to try to remember. I think that that's what I. That's going to be my go-to. I want to be number 41 in your program. I want to be number one in your heart, Fernando. I am absolutely great. I feel amazing. I'm excited today. I'm excited about the show because you, my friend, had up close and personal. Why don't you tell the listeners a little peek, and then I'll go ahead. And today I'm going to pretty much interview you. But tell the <laughs> listeners what you got to witness today and who'd you get to interview.
0: Well, today we got to talk to Tom Telesco, Chargers General Manager. Um, today, I mean, we all know that these these last few days would have been the NFL Combine. Obviously due to COVID and everything going on, the combine wasn't allowed to happen in Indianapolis, which Lorenzo, this was supposed to be my first year going down there. And I was so excited because everybody would tell me how much fun it was and I didn't get to experience it. But hey, positivity goes a long way. I'm staying positive off of this. So today we were able to interview uh, Telesco and talk to him a little bit about what's going on coming with free agency coming up and and some of the stuff. Uh, that, that's coming up. I mean, that, then the draft, uh, pro days and all that. So we got some interesting uh, tidbits from Telesco himself. So it, it was pretty interesting. I, well, cool. I, have, you ta- have you spoken to him before? No,
1: I have not had the opportunity okay. to. I talked to Ed McGuire, still talk to Eddie, and still talk to the Spanos brothers, you know, the boys, and know those guys very well, and Dino, and you know, believe it or not, I'll tell you an interesting story before we get into kind of, you know, what you talked to Telesco and stuff about, but so it's interesting, I've always grown up, I was a Charger fan, right? Mm-hmm. Dan fox Cullen Winslow, Charlie Jordan, West Joint, West Chandler, I love those guys, so it was always a young man's dream to play for the Chargers or just be able to say, man, I wanted to meet those guys. So meeting Dan fox and Cullen Winslow, golfing with Chuck Muncy, number 41, Loved that guy, 46, I had the little Chuck Muncy, the one the one bar across, love Loved him. He was with the Purple People Eaters and Minnesota Vikings. But I love Chuck Muncy. He was my guy. And being able to play golf with him and rest in peace, Chuck Muncy. But being able to be in a chow and then growing up and actually getting to play for my team, team that I loved, that that offense was so prolific but didn't have any defense. Don Coryell, the Air Chargers. So it was always a dream for me. And then dream became reality. Go to Fresno State, get drafted to the Saints and, you know, playing, having a great career. Like, man, one day I'll play with the Chargers. And had an opportunity to go to the Chargers. And I didn't because I didn't know if it was the right fit. That's when Natron was on the team. They were doing mostly one back. Didn't know if that was really going to be my fit. So I, I passed. Later on in my career, you know, believe it or not, my wife worked for Dia Spanos. So she's a Stockton girl. So she lives in Stockton. And in high school and college, she worked for Dia and Ron Babarian. Ron Babarian married Dia Spanels. Who who is who is Papu calling Papa Spanish, Who passed, rest in peace, and Faye died as well, his wife. You know, so she worked for him. So I've been so she worked for him. And I me and her was friends all of her life. So she's working for the Spanos, going all their different deals, and you know, meeting all their families, and and you know, and and the boys, Aram and, and Dia's son, Aaron. So she was a nanny for Dia, and Ron. So it was crazy. Time goes on, and then when I, we get married. She still talks to Dia and all this stuff, and they're still a great time. And so, I'm a free agent. My wife gets me to San Diego. How about that? How about because she knows that family? So, so it's always like when I signed, it was like, oh, hey, horse. It wasn't even about me. So they signed but, arguably one of the best fullbacks that's out there, right? And. They're not, they're not even talking to me. They want to know how's my wife and how's Denisha because she knew the Spanos family so well. So I wasn't the big signing my wife was. So uh, I thought that was an interesting and kind of funny story.
0: <laughs> that is hilarious. The, you know what? I've always said it's a small world we live in. And, and that truly proves exactly how small it really is. Just, oh, my God. that That is hilarious. That's a great <laughs> hilarious. story.
1: Yeah. So, so you know, she would always knew everything. She's already been in the facility before me been all over that place so it was it was awesome pretty awesome to be able to to be able to fulfill that but man so let's get into it so when you're talking to let's go and before we do that i know one thing we got to do and we'd be remiss if we didn't do it why don't we tell the people one of our wonderful sponsors that we have
0: yeah i know we have uh betonline.ag lorenzo do you like making money love making money m-o-n-e-y baby <laughs> there you go so football might be over right now but we got nba basketball college basketball the nhl are in full swing i don't know if you saw san diego state won the mountain west last night so credit to there those aztecs uh and the only uh, the only place that you should be uh betting on sports is BetOnline.ag, like i mentioned march madness is about to come up lorenzo are you excited about that that that's where we could be making a lot of money right there
1: absolutely so why don't you and i go over to vegas we got our bet online we got our got our app we can go it we can bet instantly you know and we can't even though we maybe can't be a part be at the games but we can still be a part of it so bet online they got you covered man so we're gonna have some great opportunities i want our listeners to go yeah. go to bet online um, go to bet online and freaking download the app get it dialed up man and don't they give you some wonderful savings if they sign up?
0: Lorenzo, thank you for mentioning that. By the way, if you sign up right now, you get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. You can't go wrong with that kind of deal right there.
1: Yeah, no question. You could go with another betting company, but why take chances?
0: Yeah, ah. no, <laughs> not, not about that.
1: No, no, absolutely. So getting back into it, I know you met with the GM, Telesco, and tell us, so what's On the free agency menu, did he get into free agency? Some of who's leaving, who's staying? How did that work out?
0: Well, like I told you before, Lorenzo, when we first met, I mean, I've been around the team for a couple of years, so I'm a little fluent in Tom Telesco uh, and Tom Telesco's language. Uh, Tom doesn't like talking about players, specific players right now. He won't talk about free agents. So you kind of have to you kind of have to do different things with him to kind of get him to open up a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. 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 So today, I mean, we we asked him about Hunter Henry and he said he falls under the category of things we've uh, we've done right. The reason why he said that is because telesco drafted him in the second round that was a great draft by telesco by the way he got joey bosa in the first round he got hunter henry in the second round that was a 2016 draft uh and tom telesco's always believed about you draft the player you develop the player and then you re-sign the player the only thing that's going to be tough lorenzo and 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 tom kind of alluded to this is hunter henry's owed he's not he's not with there with the travis kelseys and and the george kittles yet but he's that second-tier kind of tight end. He blocks very well. He's improved a lot in his blocking from his uh, from the beginning of his career to now. He was that understudy that was with Antonio Gates the last few years, and Gates really talked him up before gates retired and he said that guy is my is he'll be the next one uh in line so uh so the the organization's always been very high on hunter hunter's a great guy he they do hospital visits they do everything and hunter's always 100 percent in it so from that point of view they love hunter the only thing is the money the chargers have about 23 million in the cap uh they're under 23 under the cap hunter's gonna demand somewhere from 10 to 13 million dollars annually so here's where we get to this issue what what can the chargers do telesco told us that they're going to try and re-sign them that they're going to look at all their options when it comes to hunter i don't believe they'll tag them because they're right there is straight up it's 13 million dollars for a one-year deal i don't think the Chargers will go that route just because it's difficult and and this is going to be a different free agency in my opinion this is going to be the year and i don't know if you saw uh diana rossini from espn her, she said uh, She said that she was texting with an NFL coach and he said it's going to be a massacre next week all uh, around the league. Basically, what that means is she, he believes that the, or she believes that the coach was telling her there's going to be a lot of cuts next week. A lot of teams are, uh, are over the cap and they have to get underneath that cap. So I think it's going to be very difficult and there's going to be a lot of bargains out there uh, for the Chargers, offensive linemen, uh, defensive players. And I feel like the Chargers are going to want to take an opportunity. So... Hunter Henry so, might be their odd, my, odd man out.
1: So holding that thought, yeah. how much you think this is predicated on coronavirus? Some decision making. I
0: I think this is gonna. I think a lot of. I think coronavirus is gonna affect a lot what happened and the cap going. The cap was about to hit 200 this year, and it's not gonna hit it. It's gonna be about 180, if not a little bit more. So you literally like the Charger would have had probably an extra 20 million, so they would have had about 50 million. To, to spend in this free agency and now they go down to 23. So the Chargers can make some moves. They can cut a couple of guys uh, to really free up right guard, Trey Turner, cornerback, Casey Hayward. They can cut some of these guys to really get some money back and try and use it to re-sign a Hunter Henry. They, the, another move that we asked uh, Tom about today was uh, what about Mike Williams? What's the plan with him? Ride receiver Mike Williams on his fifth year option. It's a one year, $15 million deal. Fifteen million dollars. You're talking Keenan Allen, uh, Julio Jones. That kind of money up there is Mike worth it? I mean, it's not for me to decide. Thank God I don't get paid to do that. But Mike is a a huge contributor to the Chargers. He's one of the best jump ball receivers in the NFL. And Tom said again, we're going to keep all of our options open. They could save some money if they re-sign him to a uh, an extension and get his cap number down so that's another way that the Chargers could save up uh save money is by re-signing uh Mike Williams to a a different contract and get that money down a little bit so Telesco was very um was was not very open when it came to free agents um so it's one of those things where you're kind of like okay so you can't really really get a vibe off of him
1: (laughs) sure so with that being said Fernando you know God, he said a lot. So I'm just trying to keep this thing moving and keep it flowing yeah. because you got some great information. You're talking about signing a receiver. His cap number is going to be 13 million if they let him come back. So If they bring the receivers, is that, is that. No, is that no. Not so clear? right, Mike yeah, Ed- So
0: Mike is going to be 15. So 15 Mike is is a lot of money. Hunter, my bad. Hunter was the 13 million. No, but Mike. Nine.
1: But so Mike, the other 15. receiver though, is 15. Mm-hmm. And you and you're already playing your your number two number one receiver. You're paying. What is Keenan getting?
0: uh keenan is about i think he's about to be yeah he's 15 15 also so So you can't you can't have two receivers
1: right you can't have that type of money set up in receivers i get it so when you look at this team what's better suited do you think they need to go hunter henry tied in or do you think about receiver if you had to pick one of those guys compare and contrast the two
0: i'd go receiver I, I like Hunter Henry, and I think I like what he really brings. But, man, really, Mike Williams, I feel like the Chargers weren't really – I feel like it took Phillip Rivers a year to get adjusted to what Mike Williams does. But I feel like Mike Williams is a very good player, and he's an emerging receiver. He's still very young, which obviously Hunter Henry is too. But I feel like this draft is full of really good tight ends coming out. And, I mean, there's good receivers, but what my, the thing is that Mike and Keenan complement themselves so well. Mike's the big receiver, the athletic receiver, kind of – I mean, kind of uh, RIP Vincent Jackson esque. He's huge. He can go up, he can grab the ball. Keenan's that shifty, the guy that can really uh, get open and, and really no, rece- no cornerback can cover him. So I feel like they complement each other very well. And I feel like the Chargers, um, I feel like the Chargers should, if they have to keep one, I mean, I, I, I would go Mike Williams. I know some other people say Hunter because so, the way Hunter's come so, up, but so
1: I feel like, you, I feel so like Mike say- is a weapon. Right. So when you look at it like that, though, when you think about that, thinking about Mike and then looking at Hunter Henry, what about in the run game? How does that impact? What's that impact? So when you look at a tight end and you think about Tom Brady, you think about Gronkowski. When you think about Manning, who was the tight end that he had over there for Dallas all those Clark. years, Dallas Clark. When you think about when you when you he, when you think about even Carr right now, Carr's got a pretty good tight end. Oh, my God, yeah. they got, got this guy and he's friggin' a chain mover and he does all the things you look at Jimmy G. You think about Kittle, think about Dan Fouts, Kellen Winslow. Think about for all these years, the tight end is a chain mover and can be a, possibly a game changer. When you look at tight ends, Kelsey, of course, Kittle—they're not only are they chain movers, but they're game changers. When you have a good tight end, he's always on third down. You know the tight end can do so many things because he's too too fast for linebackers and he's usually too fickle too physical for safeties. So when you look at it in that regard, Fernando, what say you?
0: I mean. I understand the tight end position and I understand how much it brings. And I remember watching Antonio Gates and just even even his last season with the Chargers, guys couldn't cover him. Like there were some of the best safeties in the league not being able to cover him. I understand it from that point of view. But the thing is, is that I know that it would affect the run game and, and Hunter's so good at blocking. The only thing is, is that. I, I truly believe that Mike Williams is, is, a, is, a, is that good of a receiver. And I feel like he's that much, he could be that much of a game changer for this team that they do need him. They do need his production. They need everything that he has. And I just feel like Mike Williams is one of those guys that you just cannot let go. And I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch some, uh, something for saying that, but I just truly believe in Mike Williams. And I feel like Mike has really worked his way. Up from his first year in 2017 Where everybody was labeling him as a bust Because he had a back injury And now he's one of the better uh, One of the better receivers in the league And he him and Keenan just fit so well That I feel like there's no way um, There's no way you can break up that duo Right now but hey I mean I've been proven wrong Before but that's just that's just me I'm I'm gonna go I'll go Mike and I'll go Keenan All the way but like I said Hunter Henry is one of the better tight ends In this league and the Chargers would miss him On offense if they didn't have him
1: no question. So, if you're going to try to fix this team, so you're looking at that, and you're talking to Lesko and he's saying, "Hey, these are two guys that may not be here. So, if you see those two guys departing, what do you do with the tight end? Do you have a tight end on the roster, in your opinion, that can come in and fulfill that blocking? Can they have a guy in that, that could still be a chain mover? Do you? Where does the Chargers go from here?
0: So, there was a couple. There was a rumor a couple of weeks ago by uh, Sports Illustrated, the their Philly section. Um, that the Chargers were in on right now, they have been in, They've engaged in talks with uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles about trading for Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is their tight end. Obviously, everybody knows who he came out of Stanford. He's been one of the better tight ends in the NFL, and, and that they've engaged in talks with them. Now, how far of those can Tigers they afford? Gone? Can I they afford know. that guy? So I think, he'd be, I think be he'd be a four point five million uh, cap hit this year because the oh, Eagles would have to be. pay for part of, of his salary. So he'd only okay. be 4.5, 5, 5, and then next year he'd be a free agent. So it'd be a one-year rental, and if he plays up to the standard that they feel like, maybe they keep him. Now there's this kid, I, and Lorenzo, I know you know college football, and people are mm. going to get after me because the Chargers still yeah. have to fix their, their uh, offensive line. There's this kid And out defensive line. Okay. Yeah, and defensive line. And we'll there's talk about my
1: little boy, Little Low. Lorenzo's, oh, a little out, low. There. Lorenzo's out there. Yeah. okay, <laughs> a little we'll, get low. Later. Um, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that
0: later. There's uh, there's this kid in in Florida. I don't know if you heard his name, Kyle Pitts. Pitts, and this yes. Kid, this kid is electric. You put on his film and you're like, whoa! Like they, tight end, tight end, Florida, what? So eighty-four. What he, I've seen highlights and he looks like Megatron at the tight end position.
1: Wow. So, but it, it, we're, we're, what pick? There's the But first,
0: that, he, they, they're calling him a ten, a top fifteen round pick or a top fifteen pick. So the so Chargers at thirteen. So, so you,
1: wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Boy, you got me, you're getting me fired up. So I got to look, look at, Pitt, so look at pits. I'm going to look him up a little God. bit more.
0: This kid so is, it, there's a play. There's a play. I can't remember who he was playing. He's, he go. he had a, a corner a safety and a linebacker on him. He still made the catch. Okay. Like, so he's crazy.
1: That's sick. So I, Oh my God. So I'm all over that. I'm going to look him up, but tell me something. If you decide to go that route and you decide to make that move, what are you saying about the offensive line? Are you saying that we're going to address that in free agency or are we I, addressing that in a draft?
0: I think the charges really need to address most of it in free agency. I feel like there's a lot of free agents out there. Good free agents. Um, you have the, uh, the Raiders just released uh, Gabe Jackson. I believe he's their right guard. I believe, and he's a very good guard. I think if the Chargers could bring him in, he'd be a good piece to of their offensive line. There are some other guys that are coming back from um, – they took the year off because of COVID. A lot of offensive linemen did that you're going to be able to look at. Uh, the Saints have, I think, Easton. I can't remember uh, his first name, but I think he's their left guard, and I feel like he's going to be a free agent. Like we've talked about Corey Lindsey is a free agent. Alejandro Villanueva, Army Ranger from the – from the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's going to be a free agent as well. So I'm, I'm not saying that they should sign all those guys for the you listeners out there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think the Chargers are going to take a look, and I think they're going to mix and match free agency with uh with the draft. I, I've i always – and this is the crazy part. I've never been one of those guys that goes with the grain. Everybody was saying that Brian Debo was going to be the head coach of the Chargers in uh, this offseason. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it because that's not the way tom telesco dean spanos uh john spanos that's not the way they operate they know who their guy is and when i heard this is who their pick is i'm like no it's not i'm like that's not their mo i'm like the Chargers are a little bit of a against the grain kind of team and i and one of my buddies gilbert manzano who works for the uh, orange county registry told me man look at brandon staley and i'm like really he's like dude that's the and and once you start seeing kind of what kind of a coach he was Man, Gilbert was selling me on him. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, this could be. I mean, I just didn't know. I, I, I didn't think Dabo was gonna be the coach. And when they announced a Brandon Saley, I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is the route they're going. They're going with the young coach, the young phenom kind of the the Sean McVay esque. And yeah. that was pretty interesting, but. But I, I, I truly believe that the Chargers are going to do some stuff that we're not expecting. That's just their M.O. And I, I don't know if you feel like they're the same. That's kind of been the thing since, since you were on the team till now. I don't know. What, what says you on, the, on that?
1: Well, I think that if you look at this team, man, and you're, you're going through and doing a great job, man, and just breaking down pre agency and the wants and the needs since you covered this team so closely. Of course, I played the game. But you got to realize this is what you do on a daily basis. You you know, you're getting paid for this. You're working. You know, so you're seeing a lot of those things. And I can't wait to get to training camp. Hopefully COVID will, you know, be in a better situation. I can't wait to get down there. I can't wait to get with you. And you and I can, you know, get into these things a lot more and a lot more depth. But I think that you do have to, you know, take some chances and understand what you're dealing with, understand where you're trying to take this team and how fast you want to get it there. Because you can be like the Rams. And the Rams put all – they were feast to famine. And look, you have your window of opportunities not there long. And when you yeah. do it that way, because of the fact, once you get rid of the, once you have your quarterback and he's no longer on that rookie deal, it's hard to win in a national yeah. football league. You've got to make sure and strike now. So I do understand what you're saying. I do understand the importance of saying, look, grab some of these guys in free agency, making sure you get some guys. And then maybe even if they are rentals, at least you win then because you can pay these guys because you're going to have to pay their quarterback you're gonna to have to give him a king's ransom two three hundred million at least let's say it starts to bend. if he's what we think he is 300 million is going to be an understatement so yeah. if you look at it in that regard you got to strike now why the iron's hot especially because you're gonna you got your quarterback you got to try to win the super bowl on this on this rookie deal so with that being said they do have to be aggressive in free agency and also through the draft knowing that you're going to lose some guys so if you're going to get a a tight end, or if you're going to get an offensive tackle, you better make sure you get another tackle in that third or fourth round. Make sure that you know, you make some trades, try to get some guys traded because you need some young guys to facilitate in the future because you've got to get a lot of these guys on the rookie team. That's the way you build. You build your team through the draft. And right now you've got some important pieces that you've got to keep on this team.
0: Lorenzo last year I analyzed, uh, there was a lot of rumors about Tom Brady coming to the chargers last year and everything. <laughs> And I analyze both teams. And you know what, the Chargers weren't far off from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In my opinion, I was looking at both rosters and I thought they have a better front seven. The Chargers have a better overall defense in my opinion. But and this was last year. Now after this year I'm, <laughs> now I can't say that cuz Tampa Bay just they they blew they blew me away with uh, the way their defense played in the playoffs. But then you know, I looked at their offense and they they kind of built their offensive line kind of makeshift in a sense and then they drafted Trift, Tristan Warfs in the first round. So to me, the Chargers aren't that far they, they weren't that far off they were really close to what tampa bay was doing and i honestly think tom brady was kind of looking at the charges and saying you know what maybe that is my destination now at the right. end obviously he decided to go to tampa and look at him he's won his seventh super bowl but yeah tom, I feel like you're yeah
1: no i'm saying you're absolutely right tom brady is this he is the problem solver he yeah. can hide a multitude of faults you get tom brady i'm gonna tell you right now san francisco they have tom brady and you don't have the injuries they team want had they would have got back to the NFC championship, in my opinion, been in the playoffs without a doubt. Tom Brady with the Chargers, they would have been in the playoffs, no doubt. And anything can happen. Tom Brady has a gift, a unique ability to lead men. He's a leader of men. And so any team that he goes to that was that's on the bubble and any eight and 18, he gets them over the hump. That's how good of a quarterback he is. And you saw at the end of the year without any OTAs. Covid season look what he was able to do they got better with time because tom brady got on the same page he started dicks dissecting defenses he started being unbelievable i'm telling you what he started to be to me kind of like ebay you know what security right how do you like that was that not a beautiful transition into one of our sponsors how about ebay you know you want security you want to make sure it's authentic you want to make sure that you're going to win And all you do is win, win, win with Tom Brady. What say you about eBay? Is that a good one?
0: oh that was that was a great and you know what my brother was telling me my a shout out to my brother daniel he was telling me he's like you guys the way you guys transition it feels like you guys are competing i'm like hey lorenzo and i are always competing to see you up but you already beat you beat me with that transition i got you last time with the whole loyalty you i was did, like you did, speaking of you loyalty did, you did, you did,
1: you did. i'm glad oh so your brother's like man you guys are flowing huh? he loves my it. brother
0: my brother loves you lorenzo he uh, he knew how important 41 was to the chemistry back in the uh in those chart those charger teams that uh, that had lt everybody he knew how important 41 was and he he wow. honestly he he loves you man well you, hey, you better tell him that he's gonna he better be at the house when mama makes us that Persole menudo bro so uh, <laughs> you
1: make sure that he's there so we'll uh, we'll definitely hang out and, and go down memory lane absolutely there you go
0: there you go so i just lorenzo i want to give you a brief moment to talk about uh, our newest sponsor ebay great great transition (laughs) i I just love the way you transitioned that uh whether rare dead stock or the latest release find the exact shoe you're looking for as the original sneaker place ebay is the place to go to cop your favorite pair you've been eyeing and uh, lorenzo i told you we know a little bit about each other i love kobe's so where would i go to buy my kobe's i would go to ebay why because they have authenticators that verify the box the logo the stitching and the dozens of other inspection points that you may not see and eBay is great, not only for us buyers, they're also great for the sellers. eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers, $100 plus, making wow. it free to f- sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection.
1: That's friggin' awesome. Man, I know you love those Kobe's, man. I love those Bron Brons, baby. I love those Bron Brons. Oh, there you go. You know, but it's uh, it's crazy that eBay's protecting the people that are buying and looking to flip, and they make sure that they don't just price gouge and just take advantage of people because they're not they're going to flip them. They understand, hey, the market's very competitive. They want to leave a little bit of meat on that bone. So I love eBay. You could go with another website, but why take chances, baby? That's my tagline. You remember that Slit Forty Five Coke Forty Five? You could have a better Slit Mo liquor, but why take chances, baby? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't take chances. Go to eBay. I love it, Fernando. I love
0: it. I love it too. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, that's 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 definitely the route that you should go. I mean, eBay eBay's been uh, been behind the little guy for so many years. So why go somewhere else?
1: No question, man. You could take chances, but going to another team. But why take chances? Why don't you stay right there with those Chargers? So back with that, oh, you like that <laughs> transition right there? I'm on a roll, baby. I'm you on a roll. You the, are. Is it the shoes? <laughs> hey, so we're not taking chances. We're going to stay with the Chargers. You're talking about Tom Telesco. You're talking about the uh, the GM for the Chargers, what he's look, talking about, what he's trying to address with this team. What do you look for this team? Okay, we're talking about free agency, maybe an offensive lineman. You know, we're going to look maybe a, a, a tight end. But also uh, in the draft, so if you're looking at those particular places, uh, you know, as as free agency, we talked a little bit about the, you know, maybe uh, tight end, maybe, uh, you know, making that trade because it'd only be 4.4 million against the cap if they went out and got my man from Philadelphia, tight end who hurts, who's been unbelievable career. So when you look at that, guy, think about it, if we yeah, have won a Super Bowl. So if you look at that particular team and then you say, OK, we're going to address the offensive line, maybe the tight end. What else do you think they're going to address in free agency, uh, far as even on the defensive side of the ball?
0: So that was a conversation today, Lorenzo. Were you were you listening in? Because I, f- I feel like everything <laughs> you've been asking me, I mean, feels like you you know a little something behind the scenes. Uh, you know what? I, I think a, a, a spot that they really need to address is the cornerback position. They're getting a little bit older at that position. You have uh, Casey Hayward, who's about to turn thirty three before uh, thirty two or thirty three, I believe, before uh, the new season starts. You have Chris Harris Jr., who's coming from the Broncos. Who's honestly he's he's been a staple at the position, uh, undrafted free agent going to where he is now. I mean, he's he's honestly made a career for himself, and he's been he's been great. Um, you have Michael Davis, who's a free agent, and and now the question is, will they resign Michael Davis? That's the question. And Telesco today was kind of talking about it, and he's like, you know what? I mean. He, he said that's our priority to resign their free agents. And Michael Davis is one of those guys that's come up through. He came up through uh, training camp. He's made his way slowly, but surely into now being one of the, uh, one of the better corners on the chargers. So with, having guys like Tyree kill, you know, they call him cheetah for a reason. He is fast. You have Jerry Judy on the Broncos. He is fast in the game this year against the chargers in the second game. He was, he, he literally was blowing past the Chargers. He was just dropping passes or drew lock wasn't completing it to him. So there were chances where Jerry Judy could have had an 80 yard touchdown and it was just a, either a bad throw or, or he would drop it. Then you have Henry rugs with the Raiders. So there's a lot of speed in this division. You need cornerbacks that can carry that are going to be able to defend against that, and the Chargers right now don't have that. Casey Hayward is coming off, and you know what? Casey, to his uh, credit, Casey has been a great signing by Tom Telesco. In 2016, he signed him. He's been a great player, but I think he was injured last year. But there was times where he was kind of getting he he got hurt, or he they were blowing right past him. So. I think the Chargers, and then especially he's going to be owed $11.5 million this year. The Chargers are going to have to take a look at that and say, you know what? His age, everything, maybe we want to go a different route. Michael Davis, like I said, I think the Chargers will re-sign him. I think he's worked his way up. And i feel like the Chargers are going to give him a little bit of a payday chris harris jr is like another guy that they could look to cut i just don't think they will last year and you'll love this lorenzo last year he plays the uh last year he played with a broken foot towards the end of the season he had the broken foot earlier in the season he came back because he wanted to show his teammates hey i still got it i can still play plays the broncos i think it was week 16 of the season and he is trash talking the Bronco the whole game. He wasn't letting any pass get completed on him. He would come to the sideline, the Bronco sideline, knock the pass down, and then he'd go up and tell him, "Tell that boy not to throw my way. Tell him to not throw." <laughs> he knows he should know. And I'm like, dude, like I I could and I could see him. I could see, and I'm like, I tweeted. Chris Harris Jr. is talking a lot of trash towards the Broncos sideline. And I loved it. I loved the energy that he was playing with. So I think Chris Harris Jr. is a guy that they'll keep. But I think they're really going to take a a deep look at Casey Hayward and think, is this the guy that we want? I think, like I said, they need to get faster at their position. They need to get better. And they really do, when you look at all the three teams in their division, they need to get guys that are going to be able to hang with Tyreek Hill to hang with Henry Ruggs and to hang with Jerry Judy?
1: No question. Well, I'll tell you, my question to you is, I know we talked about the different guys that maybe they can't sign. Maybe they can't bring them back because of the fact of the salary cap. Who is a guy that you cannot let leave the building? If you're looking at it like that, because there's a lot of guys we talked about, a pass rusher that, you know, you said the may gonna demand a high dollar, you know, who's Melvin Ingram. You're talking about, you know, he's talking about Hunter Henry. So when you're talking about this team, who's a couple free agents in your mind, that cannot, the Chargers cannot let them see free
0: agency. They cannot let them see the door. I've, I think Michael Davis is one of them, cornerback from number 43. I think that he's one of the guys that the Chargers do need to keep. I, I feel like he's, he's really come up in the last few years. And, I mean, a couple of years ago, I felt like he couldn't tackle. He got better at tackling. He was dropping easy interceptions. This year he had three. He led the team, which I know three is not a lot, but he was holding on to the ball. He wasn't dropping him like he was the, year before, the two, previous two years. He's really worked. He's a blue-collar guy. He's really worked his way up. He was a free agent from BYU. He came in. He did some work. Slowly but surely started making his way up. My question is, is he a fit for Brandon Staley's defense? Because I know that he's 6'2". So he's a big corner that's what gus bradley's defense was all about big time corners that were tall lengthy and could and had speed will brandon saley want him on his defense i feel like he will i feel like there's a place for him and i feel like he's one of those guys that you can't let leave and honestly and i know i i when when you asked me about mike williams and hunter henry i was kind of i was down on him but i'm not i am here i am here to rescue my name and to rescue me from being bashed <laughs> on social media, I think you can't let Hunter Henry leave. I think he's been one of those guys that I know he's had some injury problems in the past, and I and I know he's never finished a 16 game season. But he's one of those guys, like you said, you can't let him go. I mean, he's worked so hard to to in his blocking. He's worked so hard in uh, in casting in catching passes in developing a relationship with Philip Rivers with Tyrod Taylor and now with Justin Herbert I feel like he's one of those guys that you can't let leave and I feel like he'd be he could be uh, he could ascend even more. I feel like he still hasn't hit a ceiling yet. I feel like there's still more that we can see from Hunter Henry. The thing is, is that, like Telesco said today about Mike Williams, you have Austin Eckler, you have Keenan Allen, you have Mike Williams, you have Hunter Henry. There's a lot of players and only one ball. Oh, my bad. Right. I, I did two fingers. Yeah. There's only <laughs> yeah. one ball. And uh, and uh, that's what the Chargers are really going to need to look at is they have so many different players. You want to keep that core for Justin Herbert. I mean, you you change the coaching staff you can't change the core. You need to keep the core at least the same for your quarterback moving forward. Wow, that's
1: well said. There's a guy that you know, Hall of Famer linebacker who I played with, you know, for my one year in Baltimore, Ray Lewis. And he would Um, always say, you know, he would say, you know, it's only one ball, only one guy could have it at one time, see ball, get ball. And I like to say offense entertained defense wins championships you saw tampa bay's defense what they were able to do to a prolific offense in kansas city so with that being said offense entertains but defense wins championships where do you see that defense especially when you talk about the front four i know you said they got to address the back end we understand that but what about when you look at Guys that may be leaving and you know, you got a pass rusher and Joey Bosa, what he can bring to the table. We know how prolific of a pass rusher he is. But then if that's going to be the gun to fill the whole time, what are you going to do defensively? Do you think this team is, is set in the defensive front? Because, you know, a good secondary, they're as good as their guys up front that can put pressure on the quarterback.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I I agree 100% with you. I've always been of that mindset. A couple of years ago, I remember a lot of people, that uh, Patriots-Rams game, everybody's like, oh, that Super Bowl was so boring. I think it was like 17 to... to like six or something like it was a super low scoring game and my brother and i were fascinated by the game just because of the way the two defenses battled and they were just not giving anything up and and stuff like that so i've always been fascinated by the way a defense controls a game and i feel like when you get into the playoffs when you get into the super bowl defenses control the game like you said like you said ray lewis said um so definitely i think that the chargers need to do some work on that defensive line you have joey bosa you have some other players. You have Limbaugh Joseph. You have Justin Jones. But if you can go out there, and I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to break the bank for this guy or, or not, but if you could go get an Nadamakan Sue, a guy that won the Super Bowl last year, I feel like that would tremendously help. And I know Nadamakan Sue's up there in age, but I feel like he's one of those guys that could come in. He could really change the mindset of your defensive line, and he could really help elevate some of these guys. I feel like on the opposite end, and and this is the funny part about the whole thing, Lorenzo. When a head, co- when a coach gets hired, everybody thinks, "Oh my God, he's gonna go and pick and grab from his former team." So Leonard Floyd is a guy that a lot of people defensive end. He's one of those guys. He was drafted seventh, uh, he was drafted top ten overall by the Chicago Bears a couple of years ago, considered a bust. He goes to the Rams on a one year contract, I believe, and he shows out. He has over ten sacks. So now everything's showed, up and showed sacks- out. Yeah, he showed up, showed up, and showed, showed out. out. Exactly. Um, so he came over to, and, and everybody thinks, oh, maybe, maybe Brandon Saley's going to bring him over to the chargers. I don't know. I don't know how the money's going to work. I don't know how any of that's going to work, but if you could get a Leonard Floyd there and you can get a Melvin, uh, my bad. And if you can keep the Joey, you have Joey Bosa, that's a pretty good pass rush. You need yep. – and the thing is, is that the Chargers need better pass rushing backups. They have some players there, but I truly don't believe as an outsider, I don't believe those guys fit what the Chargers need to do. I feel like they need better backup pass rushers because in the past, the Chargers like to rotate their guys. They like to get guys fresh and leave guys fresh. So they don't – like they won't play the whole game. They'll play – uh They'll play a couple of snaps. They'll bring them in, and they'll kind of give their guys a rest. But I feel like the Chargers need to get better backups to be better, or obviously to be better. But like you want them to be fresh when it come when it counts in the fourth quarter. That's what Tampa Bay had this year. Tampa yeah. Bay would change out their guys, and the guy in the backups were still were st- would still keep up that high pressure. And that's what I think the Chargers really lack. I think the Chargers team is top heavy. I think they really need to help develop the rest of their team. And I feel like they need to get backups that are um, that can, that can stay, to keep that same level. You always want those guys to keep the same level that your pass rush is having. And I feel like that's where the Chargers have really failed. I feel like that's where the Chargers failed in 2018 when Melvin Ingram or Joey Bosa would come off the field, the level of pass rush was not kept up. And I feel like that's where the Chargers need to really solidify their defensive line is to bring in backups who are really gonna get pressure on Tom Brady, on Patrick Mahomes, on some of these guys that you're gonna have to face. At linebacker, I actually like where they're at. I like Kenneth Murray. He's a second-year player from uh, from Oklahoma. And for all you Charger fans out there, if you have not read Kenneth Murray's story by now, you need to go read it. My God, this guy is incredible. Lorenzo, he saved a woman. Uh, CP, he gave her CPR. He was able to... Oh. He saved her life. She was choking. He saved her life. Uh, he was raised by two incredible parents. He, he honestly has a great story. And then uh, another linebacker that they're going to look at, Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil is coming back from injury. Uh, he got injured in the first game of the season against Cincinnati. He's one of those guys that he's a converted safety to a linebacker. The Chargers are really high on him, and I feel like he's really going to take that next step forward. Last offseason, Lorenzo, he was going up against Hunter Henry in uh, in training camp. Man, was that a battle. That was a great battle. You know, the two battles that I loved last year were Derwin James and Keenan Allen before Keenan, uh, Derwin James got hurt. That was my favorite matchup. My second favorite matchup was Drew Tranquil against Hunter Henry. Man, I, I love training camp. I'm such a nerd. I'm a nerd. No, I, I love, love training camp. I, I love that stuff. I, for now, I, I absolutely
1: <laughs> love training camp as well. I'll tell you right now, training camp, I was on teams that, you know what, that teams didn't know that, you know, how. I remember getting drafted to the Saints. And training camp, I made my money because I was so physical and so dominant. Playing in Tennessee Titans with the Titans, I remember training camp teams, you, you you make your team is made in training camp. You find out what kind of team you're going to have. You look at training camp. I was on a team where that we played so much nine on seven that I made a linebacker quit. You could get Jeff Fisher on the phone, and we got it. One day we'll get Jeff Fisher. And we're, That'd you know, because we'll, we're, yes, and we'll just offseason, we'll get some guys on some of my past coaches, reach out to Tony Dungy, and just have the different perspective and have those guys talk to you about how training camp. I mean, a linebacker, he came in and he wanted to play, thought he belonged in the league. And we did 9-on-7 goal line, and I absolutely tried to take his head off. Just because you want to set your presence. And guys quit. Like, guys told the coach, I don't know if I'm made for this. Made him walk down the hill after practice and said, tell the coach, I quit. Next practice, is said, Lorenzo, come up here. You made this guy, you know. And so, you know, you don't mean to do that. But it's just yeah. like, you're absolutely right. Training camp is, is huge. And I know, you know, Tom was talking about what they, this team needs to do. And I know I always say that offense counts as a third, defense counts as a third, and special teams counts as a third. When you look into this team, I know we're going to get into more of this the next episode: special teams and also the draft. What this team need to talk about? But really quick, how'd you do special teams this year?
0: How much time do you have, Lorenzo? <laughs> I know, I know. That's why this that's no, I know, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm just going to give you a little act. bit of a snippet. I remember Darius Swinton, the new Chargers uh, special teams coach, he told us when we first interviewed him, he said, I looked at all the tape from last year, and literally, I, I can't remember who asked him the question, but he said, I, I'm sorry you had to watch that. It was it was bad, Lorenzo. I mean, they were the only highlight from the Chargers is they didn't give up a kickoff return for a touchdown. That was the only positive I can take from the Chargers last year on special teams. It was bad. Tom Telesco wow. needs to really address special teams this offseason because they they were not he, he said it today. He's like, I want better field position on both sides. I want the I want the the defense to have the uh, their offense backed up all the way into their uh, end zone red zone and, yeah uh, and, or yeah their end zone and then on the other side I want to I want us to have the best field position available because of our special teams and the Chargers weren't getting that last year they were getting the opposite the uh, the opposing offense would start at a good field position while the Chargers offense would start at a bad field position so truly it, it they Tom Telesco really has his work cut out for him when it comes to this whole team, because he said, like when you asked him today about different positions, he'd be like, man, we need to get better at every position or at every spot, at every area of the football. You think, oh, you have Justin Herbert, you have these weapons, you're, you're good. No, no, sir, that defense, that offense needs help. You think, oh, you have Joey Bosa, Derwin James. Nope, that defense needs help. You think, oh, the special team, no. All three areas need a lot of help. And honestly, I I wouldn't want to be Tom Telesco this offseason because he has his work cut out for him. He has a lot. And he said it at the beginning when um, they fired Anthony Lynn. He said, I have a lot of work to do this offseason. And really, truly, he does.
1: And that's why I think that's why I've mentioned that because I think that's going to be big to get some of these veteran players that you got to bring in that's going to be good backups but also took special teams as a very, very, you know, that's a staple because a lot of guys – Played in the special teams and they were good on offense and good on defense, but special teams is where they make their money. And the great special teams player, I think you would remember this name, Kasim Osgood, you know, 91. was able to play 13, 14 years on special teams, made most of his money because what he brought to the special teams ta- table because of big plays. Special teams change field positions, like you talked about, and special teams win. It's going to win you two to three games, at least two games. Think about that. If you won two more games, or three more games with special teams because that's what it could do for you. Three more games give the Chargers nine wins. They're possibly in the playoffs. So you're absolutely right. We'll get more into that. Yep. And you know what? We got. There's probably some bets that you could go bet online and actually bet on the special teams. What if our listeners next year wanted to get fired up because we did such a great job talking about that special team? Could they possibly go and bet online and get some get some uh, be able to bet
0: on those? Lorenzo, you can bet on almost anything nowadays. I mean, I'm I'm so surprised about anything that people can uh, bet on. But yeah, no, Bet Online is your place to go. Bet Online covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. I mean, hey, people love The Bachelor, they love The Bachelorette. The Golden Globes just happened. The Oscars are coming up, so people love betting. Uh, bet Online has hundreds of props with real time odds on almost anything you can imagine, and of course, the 24 hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag 50% man. I, 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 I love sales. I love sales. I love sales.
1: Me too. If it's, if it's cheap and it's free for me, then I'm all in. (laughs) If it's, if it's, if it's free, I'm in. Hey, you know what? Before we go, I know we got to wrap up this show. I know this is catching you off guard. We're going to start doing this more often and I'd like to end the show today. I'm going to let you have this first one. I'll do the next show. Let's talk about life. I want you, the world we live in now is, is constantly changing. Just give us something that, in your whether it's your grandmother, whether it's your parents, give the listeners some form of hope in this dark time, some hope of compassion. Give us something that's on your heart that, you know, the listeners can take and use it as a a, use it as a stepping stone, just what, they, what, what everyone should aspire to be.
0: My grandmother and my mother, uh, she picked it up as well. She would always tell me, no seas, posi- no seas negativo, se positivo. Do not be negative, be positive. That is something that I've always taken. And honestly, Lorenzo, I, I, I explained to you guys, I was let go from NBC a year ago uh, in June. And honestly, I could have, I could have taken that a million different routes, but you know what I did? I was positive. I was like, you know what? Something better will happen. And I was very positive. Like I told you guys, I shut off my phone for a week. I uh, turn it on. And one of my buddies hits me up and tells me, Hey, uh, would love to have you over at SI. Would you consider it? And I'm like, Oh my God, this is a blessing from God. So literally my grandma would always tell me, be positive. Don't be negative. It's easy to be negative. Lorenzo. It's very easy yeah. to be negative, especially in in the world that we're living in and with everything going on. I decided to stay positive. Uh, my family has grown a lot since this last year. My grandmother passed away not this grandmother, my father's mother passed away last February. It was it was sad. And then a, a month later, we we had the whole lockdown and everything. And it was just one of those points where easily, like all five of us, because it's my my father, my mother, my brother, my sister, and I. You, we could have easily fallen as a family. No, we we tied each or we got with each other. We would say hi to each other. We we just we hang out all day. We watch movies. We try and do different things together, and it, it's fun. We became stronger as a family, and that's really what you need to do in these times. You need to grow I as a family, and, and and honestly, we did that. I've been very positive, and look, man, honestly, I, I I'm gonna say it. As a kid, I never would have imagined I'd be doing a podcast with Lorenzo Neal. And I feel like that my positivity got me to this point. I mean, I love oh. to smile, and people like people tell me I have a great smile, and I appreciate you people out there that tell me that. You do, but you I, do. I appreciate you that, do. Lorenzo. You, you as do. long as my as long as my mother tells me that, I that's all I need. But really, that really has always been a, a, a thing of mine. I, and, and growing up, I wasn't like this. I was very negative in uh, when I was growing up in in mm-hmm. high school. In high school, I was very negative because, I mean, you're a teenager. You see life in a different way. But man, ever since I, I really grew up, I've seen it in a positive light and I see life as this precious thing that I don't want to waste. That's why I bust my behind. That's why I do so much because I want to, I want to, I want when it's, when it's over, I want to say, I did all that. That was all me. I did all that. And I, and when it I comes love to it. family, when it comes to work, when it comes to my relationship with God, when it comes with everything, I want to say, I did all that. And I'm happy with what happened in my life.
1: I That's so truly more, how I am. So one, so one more time, I want you to give your Twitter handle, okay. give your Twitter handle. And then I want you to say it in Spanish. The line always be positive. I want you to say it again okay. in Spanish. And the first person that texts you, that texts you that line, your your words of encouragement, that line uh, uh, that you did, first person that tweets at you, hey, I listened to this show, I love the line that you use, and if they say it exactly word for word, I'm sending them 50 bucks. So give them your <laughs> give them your give them your okay. Twitter handle and you gotta say that Spanish line one more time. All right. And and we're gonna we're gonna send them out 50 bucks.
0: All right. My Twitter handle is at RealFRamirez. Ramirez. Again, at Real F Ramirez
1: on and your Instagram because they might be do Insta- okay. doing on Instagram, Instagram. it's a,
0: it's the same thing at Real F Ramirez. I I I, I want to keep it easy for you folks, so that's why I do it. I, I did both handles the exact same, and is No seas negativo, siempre se positivo. That is the line that my grandmother gave me, and I okay. will I will always cherish it.
1: All right, that sounds great. First person that tweets you or Instagram, you let me know. We're sending out fifty bucks.
0: All right. And guys, that's all we have for uh, for today. Appreciate you, Lorenzo. Appreciate the listeners out there. Have a great weekend. Lorenzo, any final thoughts you got? No, I I, I love that. I'm gonna try to remember that in pre- one more time. <laughs> no, no, nunca sea no, no seas negativo, siempre se positivo.
1: Okay, so you're gonna have to work with me, and I'm gonna have okay. to have that down. I'm gonna have to have that down down that have to have that down as well. So I appreciate you guys for listening. This has been great. Thank you so much for the insight.